Luke, what what is it that you like about this the sport you call cricket? Ooh, good question. I've been adding a little bit of color and commentary to the highlights of the South Africa Australia test and sending that over to you, Jonathan, because it's one of my uh, one of my life goals is to explain cricket to an American, <laughs> and it's on my bucket list. So I'm I'm going to do that now rather than sitting around a dining table and getting out the salt and pepper and making a pitch with forks and knives um, and trying to explain it that way. I thought I'd just do a screen recording of the highlights and I think it's working so well. Why do I love it? I love it, I guess for there's, there's so much meta to cricket. There's so much that's said that's not said. There's so much unsaid in cricket. And you watch a game and it might be like a maiden over, just dot balls, and yet it's so tense. And it's really, if you don't know what, you, what you're watching, it just looks like people bowling and people defending and nothing happening. But if you know how to read the scoreboard, if you know where to look and what to watch for, if you know, if you know the meta of the game, then it becomes this exciting, tense moment. It's it's that sort of sport. I I think you just kind of well described to me like how I feel about the WordPress ecosystem. Oftentimes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like don't so it's like unless you know what's going on because I've had the privilege recently of of trying to not just trying but I think fairly successfully explaining WordPress to people who don't know WordPress at all. Mm. And you, you have your classics, like how is it different from what's the difference between .org and .com and you know, those things. Those right. are kind of easy ones, right? But then you get into it, like what's really interesting about it. And for me, I think it it is the meta. It's all the the things kind of moving beneath the surface. And as I was looking back over this year, we're going to you know, play with a little bit of a recap today. One thing that stood out to me is that in all my focus on the meta, I occasionally, uh, at least at least right now, it wouldn't take much for me to catch up. But as of this moment, I couldn't tell you a whole lot about what's happened with WordPress, the product, over this past year. Right? How how do you feel about that? Like, yeah, I mean, there's full site editing that happened this year. Yes. Yep. Uh, but maybe it doesn't come to mind straight away because it was released to small fanfare. It requires theme support. It requires you know, it's not. It's not something that all of a sudden, here's a feature that everybody can just use straight away. So, yeah, you know, that came out this year. That's a pretty big deal. Gutenberg has seen incremental improvements. You know, we talk about the phases of Gutenberg and this being phase two and full site editing being phase two. And I feel like most of this year has been wrapping up phase two in preparation for starting phase three actually i think yeah. most of next year will be the same and yeah so i guess it, if you're just looking at the project you're seeing a lot of small incremental improvements which maybe aren't as exciting i think the other thing that maybe comes into play here and uh, this might be me just projecting but i felt like matt at state of the word uh gave a little nod to this that there are a lot of people who feel a bit dispossessed by WordPress at the moment. There are a lot okay. of developers who have gone, oh, Gutenberg, 
yeah, maybe I'll try something different. You know, maybe I'll give WordPress a miss for a little while uh, where Gutenberg is sort of working itself out. Maybe I dabbled in Gutenberg a little bit early and things changed and things broke and I, I shouldn't have been using the beta software. And there's lots of people talking about how they really prefer classic press or mm. lots of people talking about how Gutenberg is terrible compared to the other page builders. Even though maybe in my personal judgment, Jonathan, I, I don't think that that's necessarily true. Just, you know, it's yeah. a trade-off situation. And I feel like maybe this year, if I were to summarize it from the perspective of WordPress developers, from what I see anyway, and again, I'll like this is probably me projecting, it's been a bit of a year of like wait and see. A bit okay. of a year of, well, oh, I don't know. Well, maybe I'll just try out a few other interesting JavaScript frameworks now that I've learned React, you know, that sort of thing. So you mentioned Classic Press. I was reading an article on the Tavern, I don't know, about a week or so back, uh, they published it, just kind of talking about how the project is currently at a crossroads. There were a number of interesting things that stood out to me, but one of them in particular was just the note about like how hard it's been for them to keep up with backporting the progress in WordPress since 4.9, which was interesting for me because it's like, on the one hand, it doesn't seem like there's been like no big things really stand out to me from previous releases. Yeah. Yet when you look into the details though, a lot has happened since Gutenberg. There are substantial changes each time. And through the lens of a project attempting to keep up with it, you begin to get a sense of like, oh, wow, there's a lot that takes place that it's easy to take for granted, mm. yet matters a lot given the so size and scope of, of the project. I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Right. So, so we wouldn't ever presume to say that there's nothing been happening in WordPress, that development is stalled or anything like that. No, the reverse is true, actually. There's been lots and lots of small changes, but the meta of the game is that it feels like we haven't had any huge big announcements. We're sort of feeling like the, the new features in WordPress haven't happened in a while. And that's partially because the big new feature that was rolled out this year doesn't really affect everyone. In fact, I would say probably only affects a very small minority of WordPress users. Yeah. And the next feature to come in WordPress isn't going to come for quite a while, which is multi-user support in the editor. Collaboration, yeah. Yeah. What what I found interesting as I've been talking to more more product companies and hosting companies, just even just these past couple of months, one of the themes that's coming out more and more is this question of like our end users having success with WordPress. There's no question about its size and scope. Uh, when you start to look at competition, though, especially from the proprietary platforms, they are rightly focusing on the speed to success, if you will. Like the end user typically didn't set out to say, I just want a word a website, right? Like there's something they're trying to accomplish. And that's a, a general thematic challenge I'm seeing in the ecosystem right now, where it's like, oh yeah, there's lots of options. Yes, it's true. The project is continuing to evolve. There's things there. And what I'm finding interesting is more people asking this question of like, okay, well, people are, WordPress is growing, but are people winning, if you will, with WordPress? Mm -hmm. And right now it's 
yeah, I don't know. I see it's it's the the waters feel pretty muddy. There's a lot of options, right? Like there are builder ecosystems. There's lots of ways you can get stuff done in WordPress. They don't all work well together. And at least what's kind of stood out to me over this past year is WordPress at its heart at the beginning was the five minute install. You got a blog up and running, right? And so there was yep. a very clear start to finish. And now you're blogging. You got a theme, a few basic plugins if you need it, and you can start to create. Today in WordPress, it, it doesn't feel like that's the case at all. Because for most people, getting WordPress up and running doesn't take you to your destination. Like it's you're going to usually do a lot more with it than that. And when that's the case, right. the waters feel muddy. Yeah, if you if you want to use WordPress for an online store, then there's a whole extra setup. If you want to use WordPress for this, that, the other. Also, if you want to use a a uh, full site editing theme, then that's yeah. a whole rigmarole in and of itself to get it set up the way that you want it with your brand and theme colors and things like that. There's a lot to be said for the five minute install, but also I feel like the internet has really changed since that was a priority. It's not really the case anymore. Maybe it will be once again, fingers crossed, that people are interested in just setting up a blog. You know? Mm. Well, Blogs aren't I'm, really as popular as they once were. WordPress has gone far past blogging at this point, right? Like if I if we think yeah. about it as a base for creating on the web, right? Like it's like whatever you want to create. In my mind, the contrast though is to the proprietary platforms that have these pretty optimized onboarding flows that tend to be very outcome focused. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to do? Oh, you're wanting a store? They're going to try their best to get you to a store in five minutes, mm. right? And I think on the whole, that's good. Like that focus on end user success is good. That's something that I noticed tends to, at least by default, gets kind of lost. Because if it's not a blog, of which I'd argue most people doing WordPress today is not for blogging, then you're kind of at the whims of how involved your hosting company, for instance, might be. Or, or which plugins you use or yeah. various things like that. This is just a classic case of WordPress needing to juggle priorities, right? Yeah. And the priorities being backwards compatibility, being not uh, outright supporting commercial plugins because it should be free and open source, things like this. Although, you know, we've always had a kismet, but anyway, <laughs> I, I think that that's a natural thing. I don't know if it's something that can be overcome. You know, like I think this is a case of competitors going, well, what is something that we can just always do better than WordPress? And let's lean into that. So let me just change tack here because we another thing that we talked about earlier was next year. Yeah. And the idea of collaborative editing, Google Doc style. So do you think that there is a question still about whether this is technically even possible? No. It's both a strong existing precedent's been set in things like Google Docs. Also, I don't know if you've had a chance uh, to play with it. Yes. But, but, but Google Docs and other demos are on very, very specific custom yeah. hosts that have a variety of additional you know settings and packages installed that have enough ram and that have enough cpu to be able to support this sort of thing but wordpress isn't always installed on these sorts of environments it's true i've been i've been following the work that the the multi dots team has been doing with their multi collab product 
And I got to see a demo recently, experience a demo, where he gave me a link to a WordPress install. And uh, there was three of us and live link. And we went in and started to do live editing together in the block editor. It mm. was pretty magical. It worked. Like mo moving blocks up and down, blocks were locked at the individual level. But then you could yeah. also get in on a block together. Like it was, there's a lot of work to be done, but like it was working. And I felt that mm. very like Google Docs-esque magic to it. And you know that's still early. They've been taking a great conservative approach to building it out carefully for particular use cases. It's interesting to talk about how innovation happens. How do you tackle something like this at a massive scale? It's not trivial, uh, but at this point in my mind, yeah, it's a gone. It's a settled question about whether or not it's possible. Now it's more about how you get there, and just kind of wrapping my thoughts on like. There's this question of what the product and the project should focus on, which I'd say is fairly clear overall. We have the phases that Matt's sort of laid out. What I find more interesting though is is the meta of it all. And like what can you do we just accept it? Like it's it is what it is, or what can we do as an ecosystem to uh, quote unquote govern ourselves? Uh, what does it look like to facilitate more collaboration? Especially because what I see at the heart of this are where the aligned incentives take collaboration in phase three. A company like MultiCollab has invested a lot of time and efforts to build a commercial plugin that's working on tackling some of those issues. And regardless of what they plan to do, at some point, I think we have to have a conscious look at, okay, well, where's the incentive for someone to work on that? Uh, at what point uh, should they even bother working on something like that, knowing that it's quote unquote coming? What does that mean for it to be become part of the core project? And I don't know. I think there's a, a lot, uh, a lot to unpack and figure out in this next year. There's a term for this, right? Sherlocking, where Apple integrated a new feature into macOS one time that already had an existing application out and. Uh, so, you know, there's pros and cons of doing it that way. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And as I'm looking forward to, to 2023, I'm, I'm curious. I think there's a, there's a lot, uh, that we can look back on that's been successfully accomplished. A lot of questions and, uh, a lot that I'm looking forward to in the project itself and the ecosystem as a whole. And, uh, as I learn more about cricket, thanks to your patient tutelage, I'm going to continue keeping my eyes open for metaphors to the WordPress ecosystem. <laughs>